0: of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. Have you ever received a negative review as a dental practice owner? Does it freak you out? Do you get nervous when you get them? Do you wonder, what do I do? Well, today, we're going to tell you what to do. There are three ways you can bounce back from a negative review. I have an amazing coach on today. Her name is Miranda Beeson, and we give you a step-by-step approach that you can bounce back from negative reviews and get more positive reviews. Please listen up. I hope you guys enjoy it, and we'll see you soon. guys welcome back to the best practices show podcast you ever thought what do we do when we get a negative review oh my gosh the world is ending somebody gave us a negative review online everyone panics you're not sure what to do well today we're going to talk about exactly what to do we're going to give you three ways to bounce back from a negative review with an amazing coach her name is miranda Beeson. miranda thank you so much for being on i always appreciate you
1: Oh, thanks so much. I always appreciate being here. I love being able to share with our teams and our listeners. So I'm excited. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Now you guys will know because you're already listening and you're sharing this with your friends. We love Dental Educate. We love this. We work. We are coaches. We work with practices all over the country, and we're going to keep bringing it with challenges that practices have. And so um, part of today is helping you out of this you know, this mess sometimes, because if you're like me, you're a wuss. You think about a negative review all day long. It bothers how you communicate. It's in your brain. And uh, let's start here, Miranda. Why is this important? Why is this subject so important?
1: Well, it's important because I think we know, and the reason those feelings that you just shared, the reason people have those is that we know as practice owners that consumers are looking to reviews when they're making a purchasing decision. So when we look at that buying cycle, we're looking at consideration, there's an awareness that I need a new dentist, I'm gonna go look online, and as you're perusing, which is really what most people do nowadays, you're gonna look at the reviews, and we know that. So if we get a bad one, we panic. It is very much a part of that, that consumer buying process. To That's who we are now, It's in the, it's in our hand, it's in our pocket, all day, every single day. So our reputation is really on the line. And so those feelings are valid that you have when you first experience or see that negative review come through. It's just what we do with them and how we respond to that person that, that matters in the end.
0: Absolutely. And so now all the power has been given to the consumer to say whatever they want, whenever they want. And I don't have any research to be able to support this, but I, you know, in a day and age where there's reviews for everything, especially on Amazon I'm never looking at all the positive reviews. If I purchase anything on Amazon, I'm going to the one-star reviews and I want to see if they're valid. So you as a business owner or a dental practice owner might think, gosh, people are probably taking a look at these one-star reviews more than they are the five-star reviews. There might be a little truth to that. But hold on. Don't lose your mind just yet. You know, we're going we're gonna to help you with the process of how you can take this opportunity and turn it into something positive. Right, Miranda?
1: Yeah. I love that you just called it an opportunity. Cause I do believe that's exactly what it is in the same way that when we say objections are a gift like this, this can be a gift as well. This can help you to stop and reflect on your asking for review system. This can help you stop and reflect on what are we really doing with that patient experience in the practice? Cause patient experience is the most important thing to patients. When they're choosing a dentist we know that Uh, yes insurance are they gonna pay do you take my insurance they're asking that question but we know really underneath of all of those superficial questions that patients ask it's really how are you gonna make me feel what is this experience gonna be like when I'm in the office so when you get a negative review now sometimes they're real and we Mm -hmm. know sometimes they're bogus and we'll speak to that but when they're real then there's validity in us taking that as an opportunity to reflect on what type of patient experience we're providing and what type of consistency there is to that. Maybe we are delivering a really excellent patient experience 90% of the time, but if 10% of the time we're not and that's showing up online, that can affect our reputation. So, how can we elevate that experience to be more and more consistent? so that we can start building those five-star reviews and get our overall score back up just a little bit. So it's just a matter of how we handle it and how we look at it. So the mindset that you just shared of looking at it as an opportunity, I think is huge.
0: Yeah. So we're going to take you through the three steps. And the first step is what, Miranda? What do we need to do right away?
1: Well, you do need to respond to it. (laughs) We don't want to just leave that pitiful sad little one star review with someone ranting Uh, again whether they're real or not we don't want to leave it unanswered because that's going to speak a bigger story to your potential future new clients or patients if they're seeing that review and the only side of the story that they're then able to see is that review so we don't want to leave it unanswered and we should respond promptly With a caveat, which we'll get to, which is taking our time to calm down first, but we do want to be prompt with our response. The next piece of that really, though, is like, what do we respond? How do we respond? And I'll tell you right off the jump, the best thing to do, it's kind of like handling an irate caller or an irate patient in the office, is just offer an apology show some empathy and concern it doesn't have to be a specific apology but just something that acknowledges oh my goodness i'm so sorry that you had a negative experience it doesn't have to say we agree with you you are a patient here we know exactly what you're talking about but just showing any sign of empathy that you have concern that any person had a negative experience in this way i would hate for that to be um just shows that you're someone who has concern and compassion and you automatically are going to diffuse or negate some of the intensity of that review to someone who's reading it for the first time.
0: Yeah, totally agree, totally agree. And I think respond and one thing I would just add is I would always respond to positive and negative. Put a system in place that when you get a five star Somebody on your team should say thank you Nancy we are so grateful for this review if we had patients like you every day this world would just be sunny and wonderful place <laughs> because I'll I'll say what I'm feeling internally I think Google reviews I personally am less likely to do it than I was willing to do it five years ago. Five years ago, I'm like, oh yeah, everybody review, 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 review. Now I'm only giving reviews positively to people. I'm like, I want these people to succeed. And I'm Mm -hmm. only giving negative reviews to, I need someone to hear me. And sometimes people just want to be heard. You know, I love what you said. And I would go even further on this because I love to do that anyways. Like anytime somebody's angry, and I had a dentist that was angry at what I said during a seminar a couple weeks ago. And I was like, I'm just going to call and just listen. And the first thing she said was, I am so glad you called because I I have something to say. And I didn't fix the whole thing, but you have to remember people have something to say. So I would respond positively and negatively. And I love what you're saying. Like if you can offer an apology, that's people just want to be heard, don't you think?
1: Absolutely. And you're only going to want to take that but so far online, right? right? So the next step is providing a solution. And when you're offering your apology, another thing before I jump to solution to think about is your core values. You know, we talk about core values there at the heart of everything we're doing. And anytime you can tie your core value into that apology, that takes that and takes the bar even higher. So if you have a core value that is um, always be respectful then you're gonna build that right into your apology. Oh my goodness, Mrs. Jones, I'm so sorry to hear that you had a negative experience. One of our core values here at XYZ Dental is that we always treat everyone with respect. And if you feel as if you were disrespected, I wanna make sure that we're in contact with each other as soon as possible so I can rectify and hear more about went on please give our office a call at your soonest convenience so that we can help you out with that. So you're building in your core value, you're elevating who you are and what your culture is about in the practice to these strangers that are seeing this review for the first time. And if that person is legitimately a patient who's upset or concerned, they're gonna go like, oh my goodness, that was so nice, I am gonna call and see if they can help me out. And you're gonna provide a solution, you're gonna offer a path to resolution. And generally that should be, please give us a call or email me at this, something that gives them that call to action that you're willing to step up and hear them further. Like you said, let them talk it all out. Um, Go as far as that needs to go, but we're not going to do it right here on Google. This isn't the place for that in this public forum.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And just, uh, just so you know, this don't ever Write with back and forth with anybody publicly or text because (laughs) it's linear communication and you can read it so many different ways. Like, what do they mean by that? When I can hear the tone of your voice, we can take it offline. We can actually connect a little bit more. So, I love what you said also. All roads lead home to your core values. So, you can tell somebody why, you know, one of our core values is this. And that's why this is important to me. So, Love that. Love that. And what's step number two, which is where I can often go wrong, so... Well,
1: you're not alone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Maybe it should be step number one. (laughs) Right. Because I think this is where most people struggle is, you know, try not to feed the fire. That's really step number two. Just don't feed the fire. So try not to take it personally. And that's easy to say. I understand for, you know, dentists listening, practice owners listening, if there's team members listening, if you do get a negative review and they're speaking to you or to about your practice, you give your heart and soul to, right? Our identity is so entwined as practice owners in our practices, that someone's saying something negative and certainly doing it publicly in a way that could tarnish our reputation. It's hard to not take that personally, but I'm just going to encourage you to take a deep breath and try to find some level of calm before you reply. It's really, really important to respond promptly, but it's much more important to take the time to be able to calmly respond promptly so that we're not feeding the fire or instigating this back and forth online. Because you're not only speaking to the person who wrote the review, you're speaking to every single person in the world who pops open on your page and considers you as a new provider and then goes to your reviews to read them. So you're reflecting a lot further than just in reply to that one comment when you reply online. So just do your very best to take a deep breath. Reflect on the type of provider that you are. Reflect on those core values. Look at some of the successful relationships you have with your patients for just a few minutes. Maybe even make a little list of your top three experiences that week. Something to help diffuse and remind yourself that you know what, I am a good person and I do take good care of people and there's probably something more to this story. Let's get to the bottom of it calmly.
0: Yeah, I love it. So one of our, the cool thing about having a coaching team is that we all share best practices. And one of our great coaches, she was just here in the office. Her name is Heather Crockett, and she was training an office close to us who's in the ACT Dental community. And she said, you know what we employed today? I'm like, what? The Q-tip. Have you ever heard the Q tip? It's quit. It's an acronym that helps you just live easier. Quit taking
1: it personally. Quit taking
0: it personally. Things are going to happen. It's not personal, just for you. So I like the Q tip thing. So when you get a negative review, don't feed the fire. Maybe just say Q tip, Q tip, Q tip, Q tip, Q tip (laughs) when you call somebody. and just listen, you know, and I've had to do many of these in my career. If you're not doing anything important, you're not going to bother anybody. But if you ever put your neck out there and do something important, raise your fees, do high quality stuff, you're going to run into a few challenges and mm-hmm. don't feed the fire. Just call and listen. And you might take a few arrows in the call. Do you know what I mean? Just be calm and just say to yourself, okay, okay, okay. And no matter tell what you- tell, tell me more. Tell me more. You wow. know, <laughs> There's a lot of truth to seek first to understand before being understood because your first thought is, oh, oh, you're going to throw that arrow at me. Let me throw one at you because here's the truth, lady, about who you are. I know you want to say that, but yep. don't do that because you're only escalating the irritation until it explodes. One more thing that I'll add that I probably shouldn't add is that People that are crazy, they don't know they're crazy. Do you know what I mean? There are going to be a few people that are, I I shouldn't use the word crazy, but they're completely unreasonable. They're irrational. They're they're irrational. They'll never be rational. Don't try to rationalize with an irrational person. They're not going to say, you know what? You totally helped me today i'm no. sixty two years old, and I have never understood that about my life and I am so grateful that you set me on my way to be a rational person today, you know, so it's
1: like when you have a four year old that's so ridiculously tired that they don't even know what they're doing or saying right. anymore, and you're and they're throwing a fit and you're over there trying to say, "Tell me how you're feeling, what's going no, they just need like there's gonna be no break to get through this. This right. irrational place that the person in. And you have to think about there's people in the world that drive to work at 6 30 a.m. and they're already flipping the bird. Mm-hmm. Right. So we can't make everyone happy. And not everyone who's unhappy is because of something that we did. But I'll tell you what, they generally want to put it on someone else and not look in the mirror. And so you're gonna get a negative review from time to time because they're gonna be putting that frustration, that anger, whatever those ill feelings are that lead them to be so angry that they're that upset in traffic in the morning, they're gonna take it out anywhere but on themselves. So the biggest piece is just don't respond in a debate fashion. You will start to look negative in the eye of anyone reading that review if you also start going down that path of negativity. So no personal accusations, Right. We're not going to actually divulge their patient information. No patient. You were actually never here for a crown. You came for an extraction and you didn't want to do like, no, none of that. We have to also monitor the, the HIPAA rules. But the biggest thing is we can't please everyone. Right, And there are some people out there, like you just said, um, they're not going to own their own crazy and it's going to show up and what we do and how we respond is what we need to, that's the only thing we have control over.
0: Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah.
1: Our own feelings, our own reactions, our own responses. And that will show to the readers who are seeing those reviews.
0: Yeah. And I just want to reemphasize the personal accusations and specific information. Don't do that. We talked about exchanging arrows. Those are arrows with flames on them. Do you know what I mean? Like you are, you're sending very large arrows that are just, oh, and that can get you in trouble. And I I'll go back to when I say all roads um lead home to your core values, they really do. And so I've learned the hard way 26 years of doing the more you have great core values in place that you believe in, that you reinforce with your team, and you just find you have less problems. And the reason I say that is that if you're listening to this podcast going, Kirk, Miranda, this is very easy for you guys to say, but we're getting regular one-star reviews. I would say that is not a review issue. That is a core values issue because the more and more people you have in your chairs in which their values line up with yours, they care about the same things that you care about. You're going to find they'll give you discretion. They'll give you a little bit of leeway. They'll let you screw up. They'll still love you. People that don't line up with the same values, they're going to be quick to tell you this isn't working for me but i'm coming back next week and you're gonna put that crown on and i'm not gonna pay for it you know and you're gonna be like ah. so that's
1: such a good point point. and a one-off one-star review is very different than consistent one-star reviews two-star and really honestly even three-star reviews like if you're not fours and fives then yes we're gonna need to look Uh, where are we going wrong here? What in this patient experience, especially if it's consistently happening. Um, But a one-off is kind of more what we're speaking to. If there's consistency in it, you're right. All paths lead back to core values and we need to start doing some reflecting for sure.
0: Right. And I'll give you a simple treatment plan. It's very anecdotal because I've had these conversations so many times. If you're charging a cancellation fee, in sending it to patients, I'll just tell you anecdotally, I don't have any data on this, but when I look at people that have a lot of negative reviews, one stars, you can see a significant amount of them are financially or late or no-show charges, and $50, like, how dare this dentist charge Mm me $50? I've already spent $6,000, and they need the $50 because I was sick, and they didn't believe me. Oh, that's a good one. That's like a seven-paragraph review. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, For I've sure. seen the dentist's car too. And boy, I, he must need the $50. Okay, so I'll stop right there. <laughs> I've read some of these and I'm like, oh, this one goes on forever. And it's about the $50 no show fee. A cancellation
1: fee will get a patient fired up more than anything else. I always say, if you're going to truly charge a cancellation fee, you have to be ready to lose that patient. Right. You you have to be ready to lose that patient or possibly get a one-star review because you're right. Most of them are, they take that very, very personally and they're going to put it right out there online. And so how you respond to that is going to matter.
0: Yeah. So side topic for another podcast, but when you're charging cancellation (laughs) fees, you realize you are in a lose, lose situation. You shouldn't be charging cancellation fees and we'll cover that another time. But what's step number three, Miranda?
1: So step number three is encourage more positive reviews. So first we're gonna respond promptly. We're gonna not feed the fire, calm down before we respond. And then we need to get on top of that. That one star review is gonna bring our average down. So we've had a solid five star average. Darn it, now it's a 4.9. So we're gonna encourage even more positive reviews to try to drown that out. So we wanna drown out that negative review with as many positives as possible. And what data has shown us is that over 60% of people are willing to leave a review if you ask them to. So really, if you don't have a system within your practice already, just from a sheer marketing perspective of asking for reviews, and You can call it just that, an asking for reviews system. Uh, If you don't have that in place, you could get one in place. And how do we talk to patients about asking for reviews? What patients are we going to ask for reviews? Do we talk about it at Huddle and pinpoint them in the morning? Are there certain key phrases that a patient says throughout their experience that cue you to say, Oh my gosh, thank you so much for that. Would you mind sharing that online? Because what we know is more than half of the people that you ask will do that for you. Because they do care and they want, like you said, you want to leave a review for someone that you want to be successful. You want to see them succeed. And most of your patients want that for you. All you have to do is ask.
0: Yeah. I think the key learning here is you do have to have a system and you do have to ask for them in order for them to happen. And I think about, I mentioned this in a podcast a while back, but there's a restaurant close to here and the server was incredible. And I could, I was marveling at how great this had my whole family laughing. And he said at the end, Could you do me a favor? And I go, Yeah. He goes, Did you have fun? Absolutely. He goes, Would you mind doing me a favor and leaving a review and please put my name in there? I was like, Absolutely. And the check came. I actually did it while I was waiting for the check and I went on and on. Mm -hmm. You can actually look it up if you want. It was so, I felt so good to do it because. And he led it with, I knew he was asking other tables too, because he just, he created a great experience. And then he just asked me a question and I was like, absolutely. Could you help me out? I'm like, you know, something like that. So get good at asking for reviews and all you need is one success. So you might think to your, if you're a dentist listening, like we've tried this. No, just try it and then share the success in a morning huddle. Say, I got somebody to do it yesterday and share that among your team. You guys will have collective confidence that Miranda did it. I'm going to try it. It might work, you know, So,
1: And I I like for the reviews to be posted or brought to huddles or team meetings. It's also really something fun you can do if you celebrate core values and you try to acknowledge how those are being kept alive in the office. If you do get those positive reviews, you can, as a team, try to discern which core value led to us receiving this positive review. So you can always bring it back to those core values, like you said, all paths lead there. But I think it is really important to celebrate them and if you have a team member who's acknowledged within that i was actually just talking to one of my teams that i work with yesterday and she wanted to instill something fun for the team a bit of a bonus incentive that's just a little bit different and they are trying to build reviews positive reviews so they're going to do a little grab bag type thing where if you do get a review that comes through you get to reach in the grab bag and there's going to be 20 dollar gift cards and $35 gift cards and a couple of $50 gift cards. And it's a little bit of incentive for the team to try, right? Cause sometimes it is just the hardest thing is like, it feels awkward, but that little bit of additional incentive and something fun for them to get to build in on the back end to get them going. It's really not that hard once you start doing it and see, like you said, once you see that you were successful, it feels really good because when you get that feedback and you can see man we really made a difference in that person's life enough that they took the two to three minutes it took for them to do that for us and make it easy if you can have a QR code or now they have digital business cards or something that can go home or a lot of our automated reminder systems can push. Uh, a review and you can let them know we're going to send this right to your phone. We want to make it as easy as possible. If they do agree to leave a review, um, then that just makes it even easier for them. And you can start to, like I said, drown out that one star negative review because that's what people are looking for, right? They're looking at how many reviews are there and how many stars are there? 4.9, yep. reviews. Oh, they're doing really well. You can have five stars, but if you only have four reviews, I don't know how legit that might just be your team members. So when we're really looking at this overall, we want that to be as high as possible with as many reviews as possible. And that's going to help to snuff out some of those negative reviews that do happen and do sneak in.
0: Yeah, they do. And the important thing, have it a system reviews matter. I mean, they just do. You think about any restaurant in a strange town You know, a 3.7 tells me a lot without going to the restaurant, you know, but when I see a restaurant that's 4.8 and there's a lot of reviews, I'm like, that might be a good that might be a good, you know, good risk for us to go after yeah, the 4.8. Yeah, you look 8.
1: at Amazon, everyone orders on Amazon right now, right? right? And who doesn't look at the reviews before they pick? There's 17 options for, this sounds terrible. Please don't judge me as a mother. But my son has homecoming this weekend. And I kept telling him, <laughs> we need to go shopping. What are you going to wear? I don't know. I don't know. And now it's the week of, and he needs a suit. And I ordered it on Amazon. I sure did. But... So, don't judge me. It's probably going to be wrinkly. Hopefully, it fits. Comes today. We'll find out. But I looked at the reviews first. I yep. looked at how many reviews. I looked at how many stars the reviews were. I read through the reviews the one stars, the two stars, and the five before making that purchasing decision so with as many of us that use things like amazon and yelp and whatnot online it is really important for us to not just scoff off this and pretend like it doesn't matter because it does but what matters more than the review itself is if you're following these steps and what you're doing to help manage when you do get that review so i love what you mentioned too of We also have to respond to the positive reviews that we are receiving. So when you're getting those four and five star reviews, you need to be right on it. And if it's not you, then it's someone in the practice who has access to your Google account, who's watching for those to come in. They can respond as if they're you, doctor, (laughs) but you need somebody who's responding to those reviews and validating and showing that we have a personal connection with our patients here in this office.
0: Yeah. And just a technical to do, whoever, when you're, when your Miranda mentioned that you can actually go into your Google account that uh, governs your business and you can set up an auto email a notification and it can email several people, one person. So every time you get a review, it'll sent, be sent to the person and it's really easy. They can just press the button to respond. And I highly encourage, again, you create a system for all that and so back to the suit
1: it feels good when i was a practice administrator i got that email they came to me and it was like a highlight of my day when those popped in oh who left us a cool review oh who had a good experience and then i could go to the team and say like oh my gosh they said that you did this look look and then hang it up it's really fun and we have enough things that can feel ick throughout the day in the world of dentistry and bring us down, right? That happens. And so when you can have something positive and you can make it show up right in your inbox, (laughs) like do that for yourself because it'll feel really, really good when you see the good ones come through.
0: For sure. And then back to the suit on homecoming (laughs) week of I'm not judging you. I'm joining you. We already, (laughs) we did that. We ran that rodeo last week. My son had homecoming. We did the exact same thing these suits all show up. We didn't just do one either. You know, you do the, okay, I can't really decide in the You're size.
1: Smart. I might be in trouble. I only did we, one.
0: We did the three different ties. And of course the one tie shows up after homecoming and all that kind of stuff. And so, Hey, I get it. I get it. And so we did find the right combination. Thank God, because going somewhere, you know, you go to any of these stores, they don't have anything anyway. So it's like, ugh. so I don't even know why. I shared that, but I wanted you feel better That's about
1: yours. You. I appreciate you trying to make me feel better. About no, I stuff. did.
0: We did the exact same thing. We did it with the shoes too. So, okay, back to the show. <laughs> All right. So Miranda, those are the three steps, but what if the negative reviewer isn't a patient and it's just bogus? What do you think then?
1: So these happen, I honestly think these almost happen more than the real ones. It's that, that thing comes through and they say this or that, and you're like, who is that? I've never even seen that person. And I'm like, you're looking up their name online and you're, I mean, in your software and you're trying to figure out if they're a patient, when were they here, I don't remember this. So step number one, gotta confirm that that reviewer is in fact an imposter or a patient or not, right? We need to know the truth behind, is this someone who we actually did service who's upset or is this just a complete fake and so those happen trolls i don't know what they call them i think they call them trolls but right so that happens you're going to get a review that might be bogus so you want to attempt to have that removed once you've confirmed that it is in fact not a true patient and this is some type of imposter review so you can request to have them removed the process is a little bit different on depending on where they posted the review from and to be completely honest, more often than not, you're probably not going to be able to have it removed. But right. it's worth taking the steps to attempt to have it removed if possible and report it as some type of spam. Just know that you may not be successful with that because there, I don't know what the laws are around it, but they definitely tend to sway towards the side of the reviewer. Um, and so it's, it is hard to get it removed, but you should certainly request an attempt to. Um, just depending on where they posted from, it might be hard, but if you can't, and it's there, then again, you want to respond, you want to respond kindly. You don't want to make a huge stink about like, you've never even been to this practice before. You want to follow those same steps, respond promptly, try to calm yourself down first, try not to have an argumentative tone. Um, be positive, offer a solution, and you can uh, indicate in there, like, give us a call. We're having a hard time finding your record or something of that nature that vaguely indicates that we're not sure you're a patient here without divulging anything personal around patient data and wanting to be too argumentative. So again, um, it's going to show that you have dedication to excellent customer service. You're gonna go back to step number one. You're gonna offer an apology. I'm so sorry that you had such a negative experience. I'm having a hard time locating your record, but I certainly wanna help you because here in this practice, we treat everyone with respect. And if you feel like you weren't treated that way, we would wanna make sure that we handle that. Please call us at you know, blah, blah, blah at your convenience.
0: For sure. For sure. And I, I was just going to reemphasize what you brilliantly already said, you know, stick to the system, positive or negative. And when it's negative, then you go to layer two, which is you're questioning if this is valid. I have found my personal experience is that all you have to do is a little detective work because you can see where else they've left reviews and you can see their name is J J something like J max. And so J-Max has left eight, nine reviews that are all negative on businesses. One is in Cleveland. One is here in Moa. And you're like, okay, this isn't even a real person. Further investigation, a significant percentage of them, you'll go, okay, this isn't even real. They didn't even leave their name. There's no, there's nothing connected to that. And again, I, I hate to beat this drum, but I'm going to beat it all the time. I'm like, when you, It just goes to the whole thing. The more you lean into core values, the less challenges you have. There's a story, and it's not two dentists that I know, but they were competing dentists in the same town. One dentist took on an alias and starts trashing the other one. And of course, there's circumstances to that. But I would say, listen, if you're a good person, long-term, you're not going to have people attack you and blah, blah, blah. So, the, the the folklore in the story is those dentists hated each other they constantly irritated each other and it was just game on when they built practices like right next to each other or close to each other and so again you know you can usually smell a rat when it's not a real one and you can do a lot of homework like you said please reach out to us we want to do anything to help you and let's say it is a fake bogus review other people are gonna see in there that you're trying to communicate with this person, thus that's a good office for the most part. This person is non-responsive. J Max is not responding. So good stuff. Yeah, I think
1: people people are smarter than you know we give them credit for sometimes. And if you're most people looking at reviews you can read into a one-star review to a degree right Right. so you're going to look at it and you're going to say like okay like that that could be hit or miss there's probably what is it there's always three sides to a story the their side their side and the truth and so most people can look at something and see that but if you can leave a nice positive impression by responding promptly in an eloquent way that keeps things on the up and up that speaks to your core values, that offers a solution, like you're gonna come out smelling like roses on the other end of that, really, for anyone who's looking at it. Um, the bad guy will be will be the one that's right in the one-star review, because that negativity is gonna shine through, especially if you're really displaying that positivity in your response. So just, just follow it, like you said, follow the same system, whether it's real or not, uh, follow the same system. The only step difference really is you can attempt To request to have that removed from your page.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, as you've listened to this podcast, it's a very simple treatment plan. And the practices that we coach that just stick to the rules, they always get a lot of good reviews and they may get one or two or a few negative reviews, but ultimately, over a long period of time, you're going to see it's a really great reputation online. So just stick to oh, a system.
1: I have a team that wanted to. They're they're just under hundred, and they wanted to hit that hundred review mark. They're at I think like eighty three, and so they set it as a quarterly goal. It's one of the KPIs that they're tracking on a weekly basis. They're they're asking for reviews. They created a, a asking for reviews system, and they're tracking it every single week and they're, they're not even halfway through their quarter, and they're already at 98 reviews on yeah. their scorecard. So it's, it's really, again, what we track shows up, you know what we put the effort and energy into happens. And so if you wanna start building your positive reviews and boosting that online presence in that way, then just set up a system for it and set up a KPI, something to hold each other accountable. And now it's really cool, cause they're like, oh my gosh, it was so easy to get to 100. Like yeah. we could probably get to 200, yeah. Like yes, yes, you sure can.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's a great, it's a great goal to get everybody involved in. There's a dentist in the act community. His name's Scott. I won't embarrass him because, and he's like, I, I can't remember the number. I think it was a hundred. And he's just said to his team, like, this would be a good goal to get us to a hundred. And then they love sushi. And he's like, all right, if we get to a hundred, I'll take you and your spouses anywhere you want to go and I'll pick up the tab. And they did. And they hit it. And so now I think they're going for 200 or something like that. Like get everybody excited about helping this process. So it's so cool. So, all right. What are your final takeaways? What are your last thoughts on this?
1: Well, uh, my last thoughts would be that sometimes these are true, right? And we need to ensure that if there is any truth in the review that we're addressing it within the practice. So we mentioned earlier that, a one off is one thing, but if we're seeing a little bit of a trend, then we need to stop and we need to reflect and say, is this something that really did happen in the office? Is this an experience that patients really are having when they're here? Um, are they being talked to this way or is this are, are we dishing out too many cancellation fees and it's starting to rub people the wrong way? We need to really reflect on the truth that is there within that review and then address that within the practice. You know, you wanna align with your team. That's why if you do get these, sharing them with the team can be helpful. Align with them on um, what happened during that experience. What can we do to shift things in a positive way moving forward? And then how are we gonna start drowning this out? How can we start asking for reviews? How can we start getting more and more positive? And it might be that we need to change some of these systems within our practice, or it might need to be that we just need to initiate and asking for review system. But we have to stop and look at, typically there's some level of truth in any feedback that we receive. Occasionally it is the crazy, but there's usually some little piece of truth. And so if it's there and we can snuff it out, then we need to figure out how to address it within the practice. And then ultimately you just wanna be the type of practice that's represented really well online. And again, all roads lead back to our core values. So if you have really clearly identified core values, you have a team that knows what they are, that lives them day in and day out, and you really center what you do and that patient experience around them, then you are going to be the type of practice that is reflected outward in those reviews and your presence online. Because people are going to want to support you because they're going to want you to succeed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's so well said. And in a world that's just getting more and more interesting, can I say that? Like uh, everybody wants the medal, but nobody wants to do the training of something. And so when you get good core values in place, you're going to find that your team members love being there. They like being with other people. They work well with others. It creates great chemistry. It has these unintended circumstances. You can't even put your arms around. You can't even feel. And so if you're struggling, like it isn't the review itself there's something bigger and deeper in there and our hope by listening to this podcast we're giving you a good framework that you can go to work with your team and start somewhere so Miranda thank you so much for being on
1: you're welcome I absolutely love being here and that's what we're here for right as coaches and a coaching team is to help people navigate challenges like this and I just hope it helps somebody some listener out there
0: Absolutely. If you're struggling with a lot, don't struggle. It's too hard to run a business. It's too hard to manage people all by yourself, try to figure all this out. I don't have the brain space to do it. That's why you got to get a coach. Somebody that can help you think better about your business because the better you are, the better things get. So if you're stuck, raise your hand. We'll help you. That's what we're here for. So keep showing up, keep sending us suggestions. We're going to keep bringing it. Great education. So um, we're just so grateful you're listening to this podcast. So Miranda, Miranda, stick around while we say goodbye to everybody else. It's getting the afternoon. I can't talk. So well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, please keep doing us a favor. Share this with your friends. Keep sending us suggestions. Keep showing up. And we'll keep bringing it. So until we see you guys next time, or you hear from us next time, keep watching, or keep listening to the best practices show. You guys enjoy your day.